Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast Championship Week, episode 55. I know a lot of people are excited that you're at this point in the season. You still got some teams going, team or teams going. So salute to y'all. Again, my name is Eugene. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genius. That's G-E-N-E-S. Our official Twitter page at Off the Line FF. And of course, I got my other co-host with me, Ike. How you doing today, man? How how, how your teams fared this past weekend? Man, uh, not great. Not great. I'm doing <laughs> fine. You, uh, you know, as 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 me as a human being, I'm doing great. But my fantasy teams, uh, they 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 got smashed last week. Uh, you know, out of like five semifinals, I lost four of them. Um, two of them weren't even close. I had no chance. And there's a couple of other ones that, you know, you know, kind of came down to the last game, to the to the, the to the Chargers Colts game. Mm-hmm. Needed a couple of points here and there, but you know, unfortunately came up short. So just, you know, one redraft championship and then another another championship in the Puppy Three, which, you know, I drafted in the summertime. So um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where I end up end up in that. But those are my only two uh, championship, I guess, games, uh, so to speak, for this for this year. So, what about you? Uh, I am in four championships, uh, and they're all my dynasty leagues. Two of them are best ball dynasty, and the other two are lineup dynasty. I know one of them are going for a three P actually, so we'll see how that oh. goes there. Yeah, right. um, but the four that I lost, there was one uh, I play in my fantasy league with. Some of the people uh, in DD, Destination Debbie, were like uh, Brandon, Ray, um, who else is in there? Scott Connor is in there. And then some of the patrons in, in, in the Heisman tier also. That one's a big one. And I lost that. I was favored because me and, and Brandon were the two top teams in the season. And then, you know, I, I'll go against a, a team and I get I get the, the Diggs, Adams, Jacobs, no-show games, and Ooh. that bit me. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I we went both. against I'm trying to I went against Higgin, uh no Higby, uh McKinnon, uh who else? I don't know, just a bunch of guys that you just like didn't expect. Oh, uh Isaiah Hodgins, just guys <laughs> that you didn't bro, like you just didn't expect the, for them to produce in the way they did, and they all did, and the big my big hitters just didn't show up at all. So yeah, we, we both kind of took it on the chin a little bit. Uh, we did, we did. Kind of took it on the chin a little bit, but you know, I probably probably me more so than you. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so you have you have four dynasty leagues that you're in championships, and I have you know a couple redrafts that I'm in. So um, you know that that kind of gives you a little bit of a glimpse on who's the expert in what, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. And then you know, just real quick note on the on the on the redraft league, I'm going for my third third ring out of four years, and obviously you're very familiar with that league because we're uh, together. Oh man. Uh, so. Very stacked team, by the way. Very, so very, very stacked uh, you, team. You should win. You should win that one. Yeah, but you know, you know, this is fantasy. You're favored by a ton of points. Projections aren't everything, and then somebody can yeah. just end up shitting the bed. So uh, we'll just we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But I am pretty confident in my squad. In my squad, yeah. so we'll, we'll yeah, see. I, I I don't blame you on uh, for that squad for sure. So <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. You know, we'll talk about. It. We'll come back next week. And see see what happens, man. So all right. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's go ahead and recap prize picks plays for last week. I went 0-2. McKinnon, I mean, they didn't really need much from him. They smashed. Like it didn't, they didn't really have to do too much of anything in that game. They pretty much had that game in hand and they didn't need McKinnon to do much of anything. And then Foreman, I know the, the, uh, I had at first I had uh, uh over and then I switched it to under and I I didn't expect I didn't expect the, the Carolina Panthers to just run all over the Lions because of the showings they've had like the last six, seven weeks. And they just, that run defense did not show up and that probably cost them a, a, a playoff spot in the, in the, in the wake of that. So I went yeah. on too. Yeah. And then just a note about the, uh, about the, the McKinnon line, the McKinnon line, like when, when, when we saw it, I was like, it's only 51 and a half yeah. rushing and receiving. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, that could have, that should have just, that, sh- that should have signaled something to us, but um, because it's, you know, it wasn't going to be, a, I guess it wasn't going to be a competitive game, but yeah. I mean, you see McKinnon who's been smashing the last like several weeks, mm-hmm. having, having a line that low. I mean, he just had over 100, you know, over 120 plus total yards in the previous game. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was very odd to see it that low. And I guess it was a, that low for a reason. Yeah. Um, on, my, on my side, I went one and one. You know, again, seems like I go one and one every week, but uh, you know, I'd had Derrick Henry over 110, 110 and a half. Feels like it should have. I mean, he 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 ended up going over, obviously, but feels like you know he he left a lot of meat on the bone. I think he fumbled twice. Yeah, he did. Um, and you know, he only finished with one hundred and twenty six, uh, only one hundred twenty six yards against the Texans. But you know, can nonetheless still continue his dominance over the Texans, and then. And then I had Stephon Diggs over eight and a half targets. He only had two targets. So that was bizarre. That was yeah. bizarre. So it was, was a weird game, man. Very, very weird game. It was a run heavy script by the by the um by the Bills. And you know, I guess I you know, I, I understand because it was blistering cold out there. And, you know, everybody who, you know, like for instance, like Justin Fields was running, he looked very, very stiff out there because he was freezing his ass off, didn't look like the same guy. Now he's obviously battling a little bit of an injury, but on the Bills side, though, the, you know they it was a run heavy script. You know, uh, Devin Singletary and James Cook, I think both had you know close to 100. I know Singletary went over 100, and I think uh, James Cook, I think barely 99 at 99, yeah, barely missed it. So that was it was a, again it was a weird game. Josh Allen turned the ball over a couple times. Um, seems like the media likes to ignore his turnovers and talk about <laughs> other people's turnovers, but another conversation for another day. Uh, but yeah, I finished one and one. So, you know, next week, hopefully we can, you know, finish 
the fantasy season on a strong note. And then with that, uh, so we'll just go ahead and start, just get started with some of these, you know, real quick um, reactions and takeaways from the semifinal week, uh, week 16, starting with some of these playoff, playoff studs, man. Uh, you know, the first one, TJ Hawkinson. Like that, you know, nobody saw that coming. If you were in tight end premium leagues, he probably put up a 50-burger for you, over 100 yards, multiple touchdowns, you know, nine, 13, 13 catches, 13 catches uh, for 109 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, obviously Justin Jefferson continues to do his, his thing, you know, another 12 catches, another 133 yards, another touchdown. And so, I mean, if you have these guys, you're probably in the championship. You're probably, you know, licking your chops. Pretty decent matchup against Green Bay this Sunday. You know, when Green Bay and Minnesota get together, they usually score a lot of points. I know they didn't score they didn't, they didn't score a ton of points in week one um, or early in the season, but you know, there's a lot a lot has changed since then. And so, yeah, I mean, they, those those guys they at right out the gate they cooked. And as we mentioned uh, earlier, Deontay Foreman over 160 60 yards rushing against the Lions defense, who's been pretty stout. Um, over the last several weeks, I think since uh, we talked about it pre-show, since like week nine, they've held their opponents to under what fifty-five, under sixty yards rushing. Yeah, so they've they've been very solid against the run, and then the, the bottom just fell out. <laughs> the bottom just fell out, and actually had the Lions defense in one of my semifinals, <laughs> and they scored minus eleven points. <laughs> minus eleven points, like they didn't even they didn't even register a sack, they didn't register anything. I don't even know if they got a pressure <laughs> or anything, you know, or tackle for a loss or whatever the case. Like they that that you know the the bottom completely fell out, and then we had a good old fashioned shootout in Dallas. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew, you know, tried to go toe to toe with Dak, um, but you know he turned the ball over multiple times, three turnovers, but he was able to feed Devonta Smith, you know, to the tune of 133 yards and two touchdowns, and 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 then on on the Cowboy side, you know, Ceedee Lamb. Proving that he's a number one receiver, ten for one twenty and two touchdowns. You know the Eagles just literally had no answer for him, and you know the Eagles defense had no answer uh, for Dak Prescott as he just carved them up up and down the field after that pick six that he threw early in the game. You know I think in zone coverage, Dak was like a perfect twenty four of twenty four, which is absurd. Yeah, uh, so he just absolutely shredded them. And I think he finished as, you know, the, the number one quarterback in fantasy. It, he had over 30 fantasy points. Let me double check that. Yep, he was the number one, followed by Jared Goff and Joe Burrow. But, yeah, um, yeah. so that was that was a, a pretty stellar performance all around in that game. Even A.J. Brown went over 100 yards in that game. Yep. There was a, there was a lot of a lot of points um, and a lot of a lot of offense in that game. And then uh, the Sunday night game, which we talked about, we didn't really give a damn. <laughs> really <laughs> about ended up producing two pretty good running backs, uh, two run, two good running back performances. You know, James Conner and and and, and uh, Uncle Lenny. Yep, about to turn back into playoff Lenny again. Yep, uh, both turned out RB one performances. You know, James Conner. You know, James Conner was the RB three overall. Leonard Fournette was the RB four overall. And Leonard Fournette had twenty nine touches. James Conner at 22 touches. So these dudes were producing like they were, you know, like it was, you know, three years ago. And so, you know, so kudos to them. If, you know, if you, you rode the hot hand with them in your, in your lineups, you're probably, uh, again, setting your lineups for the championship weekend. Yeah, I will say that those particular two running backs, I have them both in in one of my – the league that I'm going for the 3 P then. So it was – I was scared because both of them were just like – 
No, they it's it's been iffy for 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 Lenny because he's been splitting a lot of work. But it, what it looks like is that him and Rashad will split. But once it gets to crunch time, they're just they just lean on Lenny. So I'll I'll definitely take that for sure. Rashad himself had 16 points. Yeah, he did. No, he was he he had a pretty good game, pretty decent game. Not no, not nearly as many touches, but still had a pretty good game. But the biggest surprise, though, I think that you know from from the weekend. Uh, of of these games, at least for me, well, I wouldn't say a surprise, but the biggest performance that that's basically flying under the radar is Cam Akers. Cam Akers, a hundred and eighteen yards and three touchdowns against the Broncos defense was actually pretty good. The Broncos defense is actually good, and the Rams put up fifty. <laughs> Man, I, I didn't I didn't watch a single second of that game because it was the Rams versus Broncos, and nobody. No, basically nobody cared. I was I, I was doing something else. I can't remember what I was doing, but wasn't watching that game. And I usually watch a lot of football. I usually love sitting in front of the couch, sitting on the couch in front of the TV and watching football. But I didn't watch that game at all. And to to see that score and to see Cam Akers just cook, Cam Akers cook, and even Tyler Higby had had yeah. a thirty had a thirty piece. Bruh, <laughs> he was. I, I watched pieces of that game, and every time I every time I was looking, it was Higby for. A catch, hit before a catch. Cam Akers breaking a run. I mean, Baker went twenty four or twenty eight. Like you would have thought he was at Oklahoma. Man, like that's how good he looked. It's crazy, crazy, crazy performances. But yeah, those those are some of the guys that stood out to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all those men. All those performances stood out for sure. Even the the duds even stood out because they hurt me in in some of these matchups I had. But. No, no, trying to change gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of these quarterbacks that we're seeing in week 17 that are, you know, just kind of out of the mix and, you know, it could affect our, you know, our, some of our players that we might have going on um, this, this coming week for a championship week. So, I mean, the first one is the MILF, the MILF hunter himself, Zach Wilson. He gets benched. <laughs> it looks like it's curtains for him in terms of playing football in New York because they go back to Mike White. They just, I mean, they're in the mix of making the playoffs, and they're just like, "Yeah, we can't. This guy is hurting us, so Man. we can't do it. We can't do it anymore." He looked, I he looked he, absolutely hopeless on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night game. He, he looked lost, like no confidence, nothing. Just, just yeah. kind of just out there. You kind of, you kind of feel, you know, a little bad for him because he's he's so young and you know he's so early, so early into his career. But man, like he has not taken any steps forward at all. None at all. And he's in the New New York media, man. So yeah. they don't and give they, a fuck. Yeah, they're, they're going to eat him up every single time, every single chance they get. Like the first possession, they went three. I think they went three and out or three and out, booing yeah, already. Because the thing is, like the, the the Jags got the ball first and they fumbled, so yep. the Jets were already set up in the red zone. Yep. They, didn't, they got they set up for points, set up for yep. three uh, three points. <laughs> and then that's what you heard the rest of the night. That's just all booze. you heard was booze until oh, until Strebler came in, and then he was instant <laughs> offense. He led like a, a a drive. You know, he had like picked up like sixty five you know yards on a single drive, where you know that that was more than all the possessions combined that, of of Zach Wilson. Um, that that all, obviously that didn't lead to any points, but I mean, just. It it was just it was basically seamless for another guy to come in and move the offense, and Zach Wilson yeah. was just stuck in neutral. Yeah, and it, a guy that didn't even look like he wanted to throw the ball. On top of that, like every time you saw him, he was tucking the ball yeah, and running. tucking the ball. And, <laughs> he, and if he threw the ball, it was going to be like a short out or a short or short quick, yeah. uh, you know, uh, five and stop. Yeah. You know? So it's a comeback route, just basic routes. 
I don't think he yeah. pushed the ball down the field even one time. I think he had yeah. like completed ten passes for like eighty yards. So um, yeah, it was it was all bad. Was ten all for bad. ninety. Give him give no. Actually, you're right. Yeah, nine for ninety two. No, let me give yeah. him ten yards. <laughs> and a pick don't forget about that pick either so yeah yeah all right so but overall this is good for if you got any garrett uh garrett uh, wilson wills up like you know mike white loves throwing to the guy so you could definitely start him i'm not sure which tight end because they keep flip-flopping them and you can never guess i'll probably wouldn't play either of those but garrett wilson definitely somebody that you can can put back in your lineup and Hopefully he shows up for you championship week. And Garrett Wilson it, laid, laid, laid an egg for me in one league. Unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. And I already knew it was coming. Yeah. I already knew. Even though he got nine targets, but I just knew the shit wasn't going to wasn't gonna work in my favor. Yeah. Next quarterback, Derek Carr. And this is something that's just popped up recent. This is this Today. is I think this is this is really wild. Uh just seeing him. He's just out the last two games, not injured. You no, know, just told him to go home, rest. Even though they're not mathematically ruled out of the playoffs yet, and you're just telling your starting quarterback, like, hey, just don't even you know, take vacation early. Go to Cabo early, my guy. Yeah. Um, just stepping away from the team is what, what they that's, listed it as, man. We, we know that's BS, though. We know that's BS. Yeah. yeah. We, we know. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it, what's funny is that the backup quarterback, Jared Stidham, is being basically thrown into the fire. Next two games, 49ers and Chiefs. Now, 49ers, <laughs> yeah. So, if you have the 49ers defense in fantasy, uh, congratulations. <laughs> uh, and then and then the Chiefs, now the, the Chiefs game, he'll, they probably won't even have anything to play for, and obviously it won't matter for us. Uh, but if you're in a league that plays fantasy through week 17 or after week 17, then you should, you're in the wrong league, and you should maybe stop playing fantasy. Yeah. But that's another story. That's another conversation. But, yeah, that – it's gonna be, uh, yeah. It's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a show. <laughs> it's gonna be a show. A, yeah. Would you, if you had, you know, some of their weapons like Darren Waller, Adams, are you starting them knowing that Jared Stidham is a quarterback? And it's not like we haven't we've seen the story with Jared Stidham when he was with the Patriots, and it wasn't a good one. So, uh, but you know, with, with Stidham in the past, you haven't seen a him throw to a wide receiver of the caliber of Devontae Adams, right? So That's true. I think at the end of the day, you still start Devontae Adams because he's Devontae Adams and he's going to be the most targeted guy in that receiving core. So he's, he, that's, that's where I'd stop though. Like I wouldn't start anybody else from that team. I mean, you obviously you can start Josh Jacobs because he's the primary running back, but you know, Darren Waller, I, I wouldn't trust him. Hunter Renfro, I wouldn't trust him and anyone, anybody else. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust them in, in my lineups for for this championship week. Yikes! All right, uh, the next one, which was also really surprising, and we smelt this a mile away, was the Tua being out this week because of the concussion that he played in what the second half of the the game versus the uh, Green Bay. I remember they showed a stat, the stats of between of when he had the when he played without the concussion and the the self. The I guess the after the hit that he fell down and didn't look much of anything, and the, I mean the the numbers were just stark in terms of I mean he threw what nine of like sixteen three picks after the concussion no points unquote, no points and lost the game so look he's out this week Bridgewater's the quarterback 
I know we'll probably talk in the offseason what, what it might look like for Tua's future, speculation-wise. Um, so, But in terms of this week, we've seen Bridgewater with this offense, and it, I mean, still went according to the plan. So I would definitely be confident in playing your Waddles, your your Tyree kills for sure. Um, for in terms of passing weapons, for sure. So, what do you what do you think about you know this move that they have with going to Bridgewater? Uh, I mean, next next man up, right? Next man up. Um, you know, I think you know if you have any of these wide receivers like Tua, Tyreek. I'm sorry, Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, and Tyreek. Um, you know, you you you, you still play them. You still play them. You still have confidence that you play them. I mean, Bridgewater last time out, I mean, he had 300, 300 plus yards uh, passing uh, and, Ty- and Tyreek Cook, too. So I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine that he's starting. He's he's more he's more than a capable uh, backup quarterback and, and, and a capable uh, starter in, in spot duty, um, especially with weapons like, you know, Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think the only thing that sucks is that they're playing the New England, of course. They usually stop you. At least one of those guys won't go off. But on top of that, they're playing in the code, and we've seen Teddy Bridgewater in the code, and he just doesn't. He doesn't just doesn't operate the same when it when it's cold weather. But you're still gonna play those those studs. So, and you know, speaking of Bridgewater, we can go in and start and get into our next segment, which is the cap or no cap. You know, the favorite segment of the show where where we list a statement and you know I lets me know if it's cap or no cap for the people that might not know what cap means. Cap is another word for lying. So if I say the Cowboys lost to the Eagles last week, Ike would say cap. (laughs) All right. So the first statement I got for you is the quarterback we just talked about. You know, we just saw the Dolphins rule out two of this week because of concussion and they're starting Bridgewater. So would you feel confident starting Bridgewater in your championship week lineup? Cap or no cap? I mean, yeah, I think at this point, um, if it's if it's based, especially if it's a redraft, um, you know, it's 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 you and the other guy, and everyone else's lost rosters are locked, and they probably have all the quarterbacks rostered, um, and there's probably not going to be much on the waiver wire, and you can't do too much worse than Bridgewater, especially with the weapons, you know, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, as I mentioned. Um, I, I think it's I think this is no cap. I think you can start him. He's he's again he's more than capable. You know, 329 yards in his last start against the Vikings, over 20 fantasy points. Um, he's 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 capable. I think I think you can start him over guys like like Carson Wentz or Kenny Pickett or uh, maybe even Brock Purdy. I think I would probably start him over Brock Purdy. And so um, yeah, I I, I I I think Bridgewater is a pretty pretty decent streaming option. Yeah, I think I concur with you here. I think was, I think you can start him. That'd be no cap for me. Also, you know, even even Gasecki got in the action. I think he had scored two touchdowns in that game that he threw over three hundred yards. So, Bridge, I know Bridgewater likes stone to the tight end. So, I mean, I would I would feel pretty good about. It. I know, like I get, like I said, he's go, he's going to be playing in the cold versus New England. He tends to not play that good in the cold, but he got he got two yak. Two yak monsters, so just get them the ball and just see what happens, honestly. And then you got a good running game on top of that. So, yeah, we agree there. All right, next one. I trust Cam Akers as my RB2 for championship week. Cap or no cap? <laughs> no no cap. 
I mean, have, have you, <laughs> this, is, this is abundantly clear. I mean, of course you, of course you trust Cam Akers. I mean, have you, did you see what he just did to a pretty damn good defense this past Sunday or this past Saturday, Sunday, whatever, whatever day Christmas Day was? Um, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, the last four weeks, he's, you know, all, close to 70% of the rush attempts. He was the RB1 in fantasy, and he's starting to turn up at the exact right time. Basically, just silencing all those doubters that he couldn't come back from an Achilles injury. It's been, and, you know, it's been a rough go of it from for, for those Achilles tendon can't come back truthers, right? It's been a rough go over yeah. the last couple, like especially, you know, taking the double whammy uh, this past this past weekend with Deontay Foreman going for one sixty five, yeah. Cam Akers going for one hundred eighteen and three touchdowns. Double yeah. double whammy for those guys. Uh, and, and kudos, and kudos to those guys, man. Uh, you know, Cam Akers and, and Deontay Foreman just cooking. Uh, so yeah, for I definitely trust in Cam Akers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a lead no cap to here. Also, I mean, he gets the Chargers for Week 17. You know, the Chargers have given up the eighth most fantasy points, given up to running backs, and allowed the second most rush yards per game to running backs for in the season. So, I mean. Wills up. And on top of that, the Chargers don't really have anything to play for. So you could see a little more rotation. You could even see players not even play. Yeah, man, I'm starting Cam Akers. So, all right, last one for you. Wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. I will start him this week, cap or no cap? Mm. Only if I don't have any options, I'd probably start him. But um, if you're you're starting Brandon Cooks, it means you're benching someone that – got you this far right you're probably benching someone that you know you 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 had a ton of confidence in that's been more consistent on a week by week week to week basis i think it's i think it's slightly cap even though the signs were encouraging when he came back you know you had a 26 percent target per out run 27 percent of the targets um you know basically half of the air yards and end zone targets found the end zone only but only had 34 yards receiving i mean it, you know it's it's a Texans passing offense, right? I mean, you're not gonna expect, you know, gaudy numbers from, you know, from from that from that passing offense. And they play the Jags, and we don't know how hard they're gonna play. We they've been a good matchup for wide receivers uh, as of late. So with the exception of, you know, Thursday night's game against the Jets, because you know, you don't have a quarterback to throw them the ball, then it's gonna make their lives easier. But for the most part, I think uh, you know, he has a good matchup, but I'm going to slightly lean the cap because of, you know, you probably have better options at your disposal if you're this this far, um, you know, playing for a championship. Yeah, I, I believe this is this is cap for for the reason you said. I mean, he's been gone without the last, what, three, four weeks, and then he just comes back this week. I mean, the numbers look good for the first game back, but you, I would assume you have better options in your flex. Than Brandon Cooks, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it if you got, you know, if you got Derek Henry or, you know, some of these other players like Austin Eckler that who might not play this week or, you know, Aaron Jones who might not play this week. Just it, I think it really depends. But for the most part, I believe I believe this to be no cap also. Yep. All right. Next segment. Talk to me nice. Um, you know, in the segment, we always talk about a couple of matchups that we want to, you know, touch on and, and attack. Um, first one we want to briefly touch on Saquon Barkley versus the Colts. 
has a pretty good matchup there. They are home favorites by, I think, five and a half point home favorites versus, um, you know, five and a half point home favorites. Uh, the Colts, they've given up the most fantasy points to running backs at th- basically 37. You know, they just allowed Austin Eckler, you know, to score, you know, two touchdowns uh, last week. And they give up the fourth most rush yards to running backs at 131 per game. Uh, so, you know, th- this is a smash spot for Saquon Barkley, who's, you know, they, you know, the, against the Vikings had over 80 yards in a touchdown, looked very explosive on that touchdown run. Um, and hell, they, even the Colts, they allow the most rushing touchdowns with two per game. And so, yeah, I, I like this matchup a lot uh, for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's a smash. And I think I saw a stat where with 10 of the last 12 games he's played, he's had at least 15 carries. Yeah. And I think 20 total touches. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, if, anything, if you don't, if you don't feel like, if you feel like maybe the Colts could could rise up and 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 stymie him, just take the over on his carries. Yep. Take the over on his, you know, combined carries and targets or combined carries and catches. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably that that's a safe bet as well. Yeah, yeah, and then plus the, the Giants are still fighting for their playoff lives, so no they better every way incentive but to, to give him the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so the matchup I like to talk about is, I mean, it's going to be a couple matchups, and it's going to be in that that Lions and Bears game with the highest over-under of this week. It's Jared Goff versus the Bears. The Bears' defense has given up the most fantasy points per game, so quarterback at 25 per. The last away game that the Bears played, they gave up 308 passing yards to Mike White and the Jets. The Bears are 32nd in total DVOA, 29th in pass, and 29th in, in rush DVOA. And we also know that Jared Goff plays better at home than on the road. At home, he's averaging twenty, a little over 23 fantasy points per game, averages two touchdowns and 277 passing yards on every home game they've played. So Jared Goff is definitely somebody I feel confident in playing in. And if you don't want to, you know, maybe you might have, you know, some some running some of the running back options. You could also play the running backs of the Lions. Now I don't know if 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 uh Jamal Williams is gonna be playing. I know he's he he hurt he hurt himself towards the end of the game last week, but Did just keep your mind. Today? Uh I think actually I think he was at least limited today now that I think about that. So I would keep an eye on that. But the Lions running backs are somebody you can also exploit versus the Bears defense. The Bears are giving up the third most rush yards per game at 132, the fourth most fantasy points to running backs at 28.3, and the highest yards per carry at 5.8. So I would feel confident in playing, playing any of Jamal Williams and or, or DeAndre Swift if yeah, you so have to. Just real quick, yeah, he's not listed on the Week 17 injury report, so he's good. Oh, well, yeah, he's good to go. So he's yeah, he sat out. He sat, it's amazing that he sat out in the fourth quarter and – the Lions opted to not give the ball to DeAndre Swift, but hey, you yeah. know what? I, I don't want to get worked up again because I, I think because every time I see that, it's it's just it's it, it just it just drives me crazy seeing him like lose snaps to Justin Jackson, uh, right? Lose snaps to Justin Jackson. Um, they they just don't trust him, man. It's crazy. Yeah, um, and then just on the other side of that game, you know, we have the Bears run game versus Detroit Lions, and particularly Justin Fields. Um, I know the last time that Justin Fields played the Lions, this was part of his like his his mini breakout, um, where he had like back to back QB one weeks. Yeah, uh, he had 13 carries, 147 yards, and two touchdowns, and another 167 passing yards, another two touchdowns. 
um, in that same game. That was a shootout. It was 31-30 Lions. So they're indoors now. They don't have to worry about the elements or the weather. So there's going to be a lot of points, a lot of running. And I think this there's gonna they're going to be moving up and down the field in this one. 52 over under. I think it's one of the highest totals of the week. The highest. The, oh, it's the highest. It's, it's even higher than Bills in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Bill, I, Bill Cincinnati is 49 and a half. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, the highest total of the week. So, good. You know, if you have guys um, in this matchup, in, in, this, in this game, feel free to, to fire, them, fire them all up. Fire them all yep. up. Yep. Don't need us to tell you that. Yep. All right. Let's get to these games, man. Thursday night football, Cowboys versus Titans. Dallas is favored by 10, 40 and a half over under. Uh, they've already said that Henry's probably not playing. So uh, Haskins will be the starting running back. We know Malik Willis is starting quarterback for the uh, for the Titans, so there's really not much here on the Titans side. Honestly, I don't know what they're going to do. Malik really can't throw the ball. He can really do his run. Haskins is a plotter. Uh, they, all they have is you know Tra- uh, Traylon Burks and you know Chiggy, the tight end, and that's pretty much it. So I'm not really I'm not starting anything <laughs> on the Titans side at all. If yeah. you have them on your roster for a championship week, I would not be looking to start any of those guys. Yeah, and then also on um, also as it pertains to Tennessee, they ruled they ruled out a bunch of people um, on defense, and so they don't really have much incentive to really push the pedal in this game because yep. next week is for the division title versus the Jags in Jacksonville. Is it in Jacksonville? Or it's, it's it's yeah, it's in Jacksonville. So um, they're they're going to be basically an exhibition preseason mode. Um, but for the Cowboys, the Cowboys have every incentive to to kick the shit out of the Titans because they <laughs> want to put pressure on the Eagles to continue to, to win, to continue to play, and to continue to win. Uh, because yeah. if they if they that Dallas should take care of business um, uh, on Thursday night, that makes the Eagles want to want to play all their starters against the Saints um, to to lock up the division because all they need to do is just win one more game. Yeah. But if they somehow lose to the Saints um, and that that can create another scenario where, where the Cowboys could potentially win the division. Uh, you know, the following week if they lo- if they end up losing again, so um, it's it's going to cause it's going to cause the Eagles to, to play and in and, and Ceedee Lamb probably has a really damn good matchup, especially when, you know Ceedee Lamb has a pretty good matchup. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, the newly acquired T. Y. Hilton, who had that big catch. Uh, these, all these guys are going to have good matchups because you know the Titans uh, to to wide receivers aligned on the you know the perimeter. Uh, the Titans defense, they rank 31st in touchdown percentage, and they are ranked 28th in yards per target. And so that should be an opportunity for, you know, for Dak to attack to, to attack the boundaries and the perimeter um, in this in this game. And then obviously CeeDee Lamb, when, whenever he does line up out there, he'll he'll attack accordingly as well. So this should be a pretty a pretty smooth sailing for the Cowboys offense. Um, you know, as you know, as we saw, I think in week 18 last year. When they play the Eagles, um, just basically an ex, you know, just an exhibition game and just target practice. Yep, be looking to start Zeke, Lamb, Dak, Schultz, maybe, maybe, probably not Gallup. I mean, if this gets ugly quick, I wouldn't expect too much of anything. And keep in mind that Pollard is questionable to play this game, also. So, so just keep that in mind when you get ready to set these lineups on on Thursday night. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about, uh, we're just going to talk about the, the Sunday and Monday games. Uh, just briefly touch on some of the ones that, you know, kind of catch our eye. And, you know, the first one we wanted to just 
you know get going is the Saints versus Eagles. Um, is Jalen Hurts going to play? The speculation that he is. Um, they got news about Lane Johnson potentially uh, being you know just rehabbing for a couple of weeks and not needing surgery, and so they they may have him. Um, and so, but regardless of if Hurts is playing. The Eagles are probably going to have to, you know, play their starters for an extended period of time in this game, and you know, just, you know, you, you should feel fi- you should be, feel fine about AJ Brown, feel fine about Devonta Smith and Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard. So the, the typical guys that the Eagles' offense is basically funneled through should have no problems um, you know, in, in this one, or should have no no shortage of confidence um, in this one um, as it pertains to you know to how to how they're going to run and how how much they're going to play. Yeah. Um, the Saints side uh, is basically Kamara and potentially Taysom Hill. I mean, Taysom Hill got some got got a lot of rushing attempts last week. You know, had fifty six yards and a touchdown. And you know, um, we'll have to see if Chris Olave and, and Jarvis Landry are going to end up playing. I think I think I think Landry is on IR. Uh, oh, okay. And Olave was limited in practice this week, so he's. Trying to lean towards practicing this week. I know um, they got the Shahid guide. That oh, they've been, Rashid, Rashid Shahid, yeah, yeah, Shahid that they've been they've been leaning on a little bit, and then um, they also have uh, Johnson tied in Juwan Johnson. So, in terms of fantasy, you know, playing on your lineup, Kamara. And maybe Olave, and I think that's it. I don't know if I want to do the Taysom Hill in my my tight end slot. But again, your tight end position might be so you know jacked up that you, you might take a chance. I, yeah. I, At this point, so. I mean, you could you could just blindly put anybody in there, and they'll probably yeah play. yeah, uh, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, tight end has been a dumpster fire this year, man. Um, next game, Dolphins, Pats, 42 and a half over under. We've already talked about Tua being out and Bridgewater starting. I mean, we've talked about the Dolphins side. You're starting Hill. You're starting, you're starting Waddle. You could probably start just Jasicki because of, you know, Bridgewater's tendency to throw to the tight end. Um, in terms of the running backs, I don't know, man. The Patriots run defense has actually been pretty good this year, so. I don't, I'm not sure if I want to feel too confident in starting those either one of those running backs. But if you had to, then you know Jeff Wilson would be the one. But I wouldn't feel too good about it. Yeah, and then on the Patriots side, I mean th- that offense is trash. Outside of Ramondre Stevenson, and you know you can probably put in uh, you know Jacoby Myers as someone. You know he he was finally able to get back onto the board last week with a touchdown, but that touchdown was kind of kind of fluky because it was off of a hail mary. Yeah, um, he still get, he still saw some decent target volume outside of that, and so I think that was an encouraging sign. And you know the Miami Dolphins secondary is beatable, right? So um, they play a lot of man coverage, and you know they, there could be some opportunities for big plays from like you know a Kendrick Bourne or or Tyquan Thornton they, who have speed. Um, so there's, but you know Mac Jones, you don't really have too much confidence in Mac Jones. Yep, the only thing you really have confidence in Mac Jones to do is to you know have a dirty play. Uh, <laughs> so, but outside of that, uh, it's 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 basically Stevenson or bust. Stevenson, and if you if you have Jacoby Myers in a flex spot, then he'd be a good spot, a, a good a good start as well. But outside yeah. of that, you're not really playing anybody from the, from the from New England offense. Yep, I agree with that. 
All right, next is Broncos Chiefs, uh, 45-point total. Um, you know, what the one thing we want to see from the Broncos is, you know, what kind of rush are we going to get after that shellacking they took from the Rams? <laughs> and just firing their coach, usually when a team fires their coach the, the following week, I mean, they end up playing, you know, playing pretty well, playing a lot better than they did before. So, um, you know, are we going to have confidence in, you know, Sutton and Judy now? Are we going to have confidence in that offense to actually take a step forward to finish the season on a high note? Um, Russ did play his best game the last time he played against the Kansas City Chiefs before getting knocked out with a concussion um, back in week 14. So uh, that was a little bit of an – we saw a glimpse of what Rush used to be yeah. in that game. But, you know, again, we, 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 you know, how, how are they going to respond after firing the coach? Uh, that's, that's the one thing. And, you know, obviously Mahomes uh, in that Chiefs offense on the other side, uh, you know, that, you know they're, they're favored by, I think, 14 points at home in Arrowhead. And so, uh, you know, Mahomes threw for over 350 yards and three touchdowns, but three interceptions. And I think, honestly, in that game, they were just playing. They were just toying with the Broncos, to be quite honest. And Mahomes was just trying new shit. He was just throwing <laughs> random was throwing random uh, pop flies. It's like, oh, got picked. Oh, got picked. He was just he was just trying to do, do, do too much because he, quite honestly, was bored. Right? He was just bored because how much point – all the points he was put up. But <laughs> – um, but yeah, you know, McKinnon, probably a good start. And, you know, you, you're firing up all your regular, all the usual suspects. You're definitely not putting in, you know, uh, an, an MVS or anything like that, but it's just basically Mahomes, Kelsey, and then, and then McKinnon. If you feel good about Pacheco, you can fire him up as well, but it, it would basically be Mahomes, McKinnon, Kelsey for me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And just keep in mind, Judy did pop up an injury report to that. Something happened at practice today. So, oh boy, hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's not too serious. Uh, but on the, I mean, on the Broncos side, uh, you're probably not playing Russ. You're probably going to play Judy and or Sutton, depending on the the Judy news. And I think that's pretty much it. I don't trust. I don't trust uh, Latavius. I don't trust Mac. I don't trust. Ed. Edmonds, that whole conundrum was a mess this past weekend. Uh, I don't know what tight end they're going to throw to. I'm not sure Dolchich is going to be ready to go, but it's not really too much I want on that on that Broncos side. The next game I want to talk about is the 49ers and, and Raiders real quick. I know we talked about the Raiders side in terms of who we want to play, pretty much Adams and Jacobs and probably no one else with Jared Stenham playing at quarterback. But the 49ers side, I know the 49ers have still got something to play for. They're going to be trying to play for that. They, they have a chance to get to the two seed, depending on how things fall in front of them. And they are possibly get Debo back this week, too. So mm. that should be very interesting to see all these different weapons on the field at the same time. I know the last time, uh, I mean, when we've when we seen them without Debo, has been pretty much the Kittle and C-Mac show. So it should be interesting to see if, you know, some of the, Kittle touches or opportunities kind of drop a little bit because of Debo's back. So I wouldn't be in terms of playing any of these players. I mean, you're going to play, you're playing Kittle, you're playing C-Mac, you're probably playing Ayuk. It's kind of tough with Debo because he's been out the last three weeks. And if you made it to this point, then you probably got something adequate, but that's kind of tough. What would you do? What do you think about Debo this week? Uh, I mean, I think if he's, I think if he's in there, you play him. You, 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 you play, you play your studs. Now you have to be really confident and really, really like hone in on some of the reports about 
you know, if he's going to play, you know, limited snaps and, and, and whatnot, but I, I would, I would play him. Um, I would play a guy of his caliber in there um, because, you know, he's one of those guys, like if you bench him and he goes off, yeah. you wouldn't be able to, especially on championship weekend, you wouldn't be able to basically live with yourself. So he's, he's one of those guys that can basically tip the scales um, in your matchup um, on any given week, especially on the most important week of the season. So if he's, if he's active, he's, if he's healthy, you play him. That's, that's just me. I, I would do it. Yeah. I, I, if it was me, I think I would have a, a, a decision to make. I, the, the 49ers are favored by 10. And, you, and I just named all those different weapons. I think the only game that he's played with all of them, I think he had four catches for 43 yards and a fumble. So, it's, it, yeah, I think it would be tough, a, a tough decision for sure. Next game we want to touch on really quick, the Vikings-Packers, 48-and-a-half um, over under. And, you know, this is probably going to be the funnest game of the weekend. Usually a lot of points between the Vikings and Packers. Yep. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have, you know, the, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who did miss practice with a knee injury this week, uh, today. But, you know, he, he misses practice all the time and is playing, so it's not really a big deal. Um, you know, the, the Vikings defense is weak. They prove to be weak every week. Um, and, you know, they're always a good matchup. And their wide receivers will have, will, will have, a, will have a, a pretty good time um, out there, even in the elements. Now we'll have to keep a keep an eye on uh, what you know Christian Watson. I'm not sure if he practiced this week or practiced so far this week. I don't uh, think he has. Yeah, he hurt his hip on 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 Saturday uh, against the Dolphins and missed the entire second half. But that, that leaves Alan Lazard, leaves Randall Cobb, uh, leaves Toure, number 83. He may have a role in this game, but you know we want to see what's going on with Aaron Jones because you know again he's he's always. He's always out there, uh, minimal snaps, which I don't understand. You don't, you, you, there were, there were times where I was watching that game, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were off the field. And this was like before we knew anything about injuries, about the injuries that they were, that they were dealing with. But there's, there's, there should be no reason why your most explosive players should be on the, on the, on the sidelines uh, unless they were really, really hurt. Um, so we'll have to watch, we'll have to monitor, um, Aaron Jones's, you know, practice participation this week and see if his workload is going to be compromised again, um, on championship weekend. Um, so, but what about the, what about the Viking side? What do you have on that? So the Vikings are in the cold. This is potentially prime, prime time for it. Well, quote unquote, prime time in terms of the slot wise, but this is a prime time game for the Vikings. This is a way for them to keep the Packers out of the playoff race. And the Vikings to show that we own Aaron Rodgers this year. But let's keep in mind that it's going to be cold. Kirk does not play good in the cold. Also, the games, Justin Jefferson, two away games that he's played against the Packers in his career so far has not fared well for him. I think he's, I think last year they uh, lost with 37 to 10. He only had six for 58 and a fumble, I believe. And in the game in 2020, his rookie season, he was three for 26. So yeah, they're gonna have to figure out a way to to keep to keep Kurt warm and to fi- figure out a way to get Justin Jefferson the ball. But keep in mind, week one he killed them, like we talked about. He went nine for one, 184 and two touchdowns. So and I, I, yeah, he cooked them. I think they they kept putting him in the slide. 
And when they didn't have him in the slot, they didn't really have Jair Alexander uh, shadowing him. So he killed he killed whatever coverage was in front of him. Um, so, but and keep in mind, like we said, it's 48, 48 and a half over under. We're starting Hawkinson because he's been killing. We're starting Jets. I mean, you're probably going to start Kirk. We're very yeah, low. Yeah, you're, you're starting him because yeah. defense. I mean, you saw what you saw what Tua is doing to their defense. Yeah, I, I know, but I just I know, I, but I've seen Kirk in these spots and it's never fared well. So reluctantly starting Kirk, you're starting Cook, and you're probably not starting anybody else. I know Thielen, he hasn't really done much of anything. He's, he's, hit, or, he's hit or miss. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And the last game that we want to talk about, the last Monday night football game of the year, of course, they give us a doozy with the Bills versus Bengals. Two teams are you know, really fighting for that top spot. I know, I believe that the Bills have to keep winning because of the Chiefs are ha- share the same record and the, the Bengals are right under them too. So uh, very important matchup this week, 49 and a half over under. So that we're expecting a lot of points in this one. I'm expecting a lot of points. I mean, I know the Bills defense theoretically is good, but they're really not. You can pass on them, especially when they can't get a pass rush. I know the Bengals lost Lyle Collins, who's been pretty good for them this year. So it should be interesting to see what they do blocking-wise. On the Bengals side, I, I believe Hayden Hurst is supposed to be back this week. Uh, I also I didn't did Tyler Boyd play this past week? Uh, I I don't I don't know I don't I don't I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Uh, but I, if he didn't, I know I keep hearing stuff that he might he might be playing this week. So we'll see. No, actually, he did play. He did play. He played oh. half the snap. So yeah, he's already. I guess he's already back. Um, from that finger injury, so never mind. So it's weird because I didn't think he played, but because you keep saying, uh, I kept saying, uh, Erwin, he scored two touchdowns, so it was interesting, yeah. But yeah, cool. yeah, he had he had three for 21, yeah. So, yeah, so Bengals have all their passing weapons back this week, so I'm starting, you're starting Burrow, you're starting Chase, you're starting Higgins, you're starting Hurts, you're starting Mixon. Uh, you're probably going to start Boyd also, so pretty much starting everybody for on the Bengals side. Yeah, and you know this this game is going to swing a lot of uh, a lot of fancy matchups, especially in you know in in daily in, in DFS, especially in all these you know these tournaments, these best ball tournaments. Like this is going to be the game of the probably the game of the year uh, because you know again they save the best for last and. You know, it's it's gonna have like all of the all the guys you rode with. You, you know, you have, you have your Josh Allen, you have your Stephon Diggs, you got your Jamar Chase, you got your you know your Chase Burroughs Higgins Chase Burrow Higgins stacks, you got your Allen and Diggs stacks, right? I mean, you it's it's got everything you need, everything you've wanted, and everything that you've basically everything that you've grinded for for the last seventeen weeks comes down to this game. So it's gonna be a huge, huge game. Um, you know, for for to decide a lot of championships, and I'm looking forward to it. Who you starting? You starting everybody? Yeah, of course. I mean, we don't need we don't need people. To, we don't need to tell people <laughs> to start Joe Bur- uh, Josh Allen or Devin Singletary or J- Stephon Diggs. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Of course, you're starting everybody in this game that you that you have. If you have a player rostered um, from each of these teams, a fantasy viable player from e- each of these teams, you're you're putting them in the lineup. But you know, we. We don't need to tell the audience that they should already know. Because uh, if they're if they've gotten this far with Gabe Davis, they've gotten this far with Diggs, they've gotten this far with all these guys. 
right? Yeah. I mean, you're 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 putting them in your lineup because there's yep. going to be a lot of points in this game. Yep, yep, I agree with you there. And on that note, we are at the end of the show, championship week. So before we get y'all to before we get out y'all's ears, just make sure y'all go to Destination Devi Radio wherever you listen to your podcast. You know, hit that follow button, rate us five stars wherever you can do that. Share with your friends, you know, comment wherever you can. Let us know. Give us thoughts and feedback. And as we get into not the fantasy playoffs, but the actual real playoffs where where you're, you know, you playing different kind of contests, playoff contests or whatnot. So or anything you might want to hear during the offseason in its totality before we get we get into the you know draft season and into the offseason, getting ready for the next year. So Fridays, a.k.a. as all all gas newsletter drops 7.01 a.m. You can find that on the Destination Debbie on Twitter. Or you can just subscribe to it if you find that link anywhere. I know I usually post it. I know I post it. So anybody under Destination Devi umbrella, somebody's posting it, you just click subscribe, you know, and get locked into what we got going on. So you got anything, Ike, before we get up out of here? Uh, good luck to everybody um, that's playing in championships. You, if you got lineup decisions, make the best one and cr- continue crushing your leagues if you're in any of these best ball tournaments good luck to you um i hope you win i hope you get these dubs um and um, you know we appreciate y'all you know tuning in to uh, you know to us you know shoot the shit about fantasy football for the last 17 weeks um hopefully a lot of the stuff that we've conveyed to you guys has helped you get this far uh to you know potentially win the championship and on that note we'll be back with y'all next week hopefully we hear some good news here for hopefully i can tell everybody some good news in terms of winning all four of my potential championships hopefully i can get get some dubs and we have something to talk about so until then y'all get some w's man y'all be safe peace